Hello and welcome to the faculty interview, covering the latest breakthroughs, research, news and insight delivered by the world's leading academic and industry figures. In this interview, William Blaney discusses the career transitions of trade qualified workers to secondary school teachers in their technical vocational areas. Blaney also outlines the borderlands of research design when being and becoming qualitative researchers. Well, this study was based upon a Queensland perspective. So I originally got the idea from a New South Wales study, which was done on trade teachers coming from Charles Sturt University by an author called Green, Annette Green. And so I was working in the trade, in the trade teacher program in CQ University, and I decided to look at our, st our students and graduates and what had happened to them. We've graduated over 100 students. So I decided to investigate where they were five to ten years on from their career after they'd finished their degree with us. So that was the basis of the study. So we ended up getting 16 participants from different trades right across Queensland, everyone from panel meters to boilermakers to cabinet makers to um, chefs, etc. So a range of opportunities available for the trades right across the board. So that's the context of the study. So it was basically looking at where they were five to ten years on from graduation between 2000 to 2005 and where they were around about 2010 when the study finished to 2013. The Borderlands Discourses was an interesting concept I came up with because I worked through a number of ways of how to reimagine how these people crossed the border and how they became teachers because we felt there was a number of hurdles I had to undertake. So we looked at an original author from America called Andalusia, who's a Mexican author, who talked about the borderlands between America and Mexico and how she lived in between those two lands. And they also came up with a different terminology, they these different languages as well to identify themselves. And now, I also investigated through G's work. Now, G also talked about borderland discourses and talked about the playground and how kids identify themselves and use different language um, to communicate to different people. So by forming identities as well as personal, physical identities, they had to use the real language and also act for the same way, like the criminal that held the gun had to, couldn't only just talk the walk, he had to walk the talk at the same time. So in relation to teachers, I moved into a, a, a different, different types of authors. And she talked about a concept called real Indians, and what was real Indians, that's what inspired me, because his concept of what was an Indian, what was a real Indian, was how Indians used different types of acknowledgement to find out who was real and who was not real, so different roles they played, the different way they spoke, the different way they interacted, and how once you were a real Indian, you could never be not a real Indian, and so they exposed myths about who was playing the role and who was not playing the role. So I use that as a concept with teachers and tradies because to be a trade you had to have a certain level of, of identity about who you were and a certain sense of real um, identity about who you were as a teacher so I'm happy to blur those together. So the concept I also used was taken from Jenkins about teacher identity and how that would work and how people eventually identify themselves as a particular sort of person in that particular field of, of information. Janet Allsop was the woman who I referred to. She talked about um, teacher identity and negotiating personal and per professional spaces in discourses. She talked about the concept of borderline discourses for teachers and how they had to go through a series of steps in order to create a personal, professional, pedagogical approach to their life and their world and how they became a teacher through that identity affirmation. If they didn't clearly identify themselves as teachers, then they often didn't stay in the profession. I've used that quite extensively throughout my study to say that these teachers that we were talking about had lived in both worlds, so lived in the borderlands between the constructs between the trade world and the teaching world. So they had to fit into two different worlds. So 
A lot of them came from the trade as well. They realised they couldn't swear in the classroom, they couldn't treat kids the way they treated apprentices. They had to be a different sort of person. They moved into a staff room, which was often very different to the world they lived in before, so they had to start to identify themselves as a teacher, but at the same time maintain their sense of identity, because if they lost that, they didn't stay in the profession very long. So out of all of my people that I interviewed, only one of them didn't make it, and the only one that didn't make it was because he didn't clearly identify as a teacher. He never felt truly a teacher. And he went back to his trade. He went back to being a builder and did very well out of it. But he never felt valued, never felt like he was mentored or worked worked with closely to, be, to build his identity. So all the others work really quickly through the classroom process. Many of them end up being heads of department or deputies or even principals from that matter. So it was quite an amazing transition. Within five to ten years, they'd used their skills from the trade and their industry to move through the system to become physicians of power and authority within the schooling system. That was quite an astounding um, finding in the first place. I chose case study because case study gave me the opportunity to look at the real-life experiences of people in the world and how they lived it. And this group of people were diverse, as I said earlier, from the different trade backgrounds. So I gave them a chance to express themselves. So um, I looked for different types of case theorists to find out who was the most appropriate. I finally settled on Miriam and Stenhouse. Now, Miriam gave me the foundation for the case study of development of what it should look like. But then Stenhouse offered me the three different phases of how you develop a case study and put it all together. So I've used his methods of basically how you design, how you construct and how you interpret a case study. And that was the primary source of how the process was developed. I also used Sloshberg's theory of transition where we looked at how it was based upon a study of the university students, how they moved in, moving through and moving on. So I blended all of those theories together and then ended up with the Borderlands Discourse as the culminating theoretical construct over the whole thing. So that's how it seemed to work overall. But case studies is my chosen method, primarily for the space that I could actually tell their individual stories. So every person in my thesis and my study has a different story to tell, and it's very well detailed about their career path, how they ended up, where they are now, why they, why they chose, what were their triggers for entering the profession, why did they stay, all those sorts of things. So all that characteristics are clearly identified in great detail for every single individual as part of this case study methodology I used. The main outcomes from the study were basically that there were three borderline discourses that were common to all people in the study. First of all, the first one was called cracking the codes, I called it, which meant that in order to survive in the education world, they had to crack the codes of jargon, the education jargon, the university codes, how schools work, what it was like to be a teacher, the identity characteristics of a teacher and how that works. So they call that cracking the codes. That was the first thing that was common to all. They often use that phrase, they had to crack the codes to know what I had to do to be what I had to be. The second one was street cred. They had to come into the profession in front of these students and have street cred. If they didn't have street cred, the students saw straight through them. So they valued street cred as very high on their priorities about what they needed to have and how they should expose themselves to the students by having said that they'd come from a trade. So they actually had street cred in front of the students which they felt assisted them with any um, behavioural issues in the classroom. They Very few of them said they had any behavioural issues at all because of their street cred. It really made them look good in front of the eyes of the students and they managed that quite well. And the final thing they, they struggled with was having to fuse the school and the real world which there was a priority for them. They wanted to make school not just a learning place for them, which was often a very uncomfortable space for them. They didn't fit in a school, most of these people. And they always, they, all of them felt they never were capable of being teachers. They always felt it was too beyond them. So this opportunity to become a teacher through this pathway was a dream they always had, but never being able to think they would be able to realise it. So they wanted to make sure that school was a different place for this new breed of students. 
like they were. They wanted to make sure that no one was neglected or left behind. So therefore, they wanted to fuse school in the real world and make it what their learning was and meaningful and real to the students in their classroom. So that was those three things were the most important findings from the study. But it also the most the other most important finding I found was the fact that I believe it created a new breed of teacher. I called it a hybrid teacher, so a hybridity of teacher, which meant that they fused the schooling in the real world, but they lived in both worlds. Of most discourse, they lived in the trade world, they lived in the teaching world but they fused their identities into one and they mixed between borders as they felt like it, as they were required to as part of their profession. So that concept of a hybrid teacher was really paramount to the whole findings of the whole study overall.